Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Well, Flyer fans... I could come up with a lot of cheesy, clever lines, but I'm just going to say this. Dayton's NCAA tournament bids, they just went up in smoke after this after this one this afternoon. Dayton loses once again to LaSalle at the Tom Gola Gymnasium. Uh, 62-60, I'm John Tisdale, along with former flyer Rex Gardecki. We're in, he's in for me filling in with uh, for John Bedell. And uh, Rex, as Larry Hans can put it, there were no goats. There certainly were no heroes. You win as a team and lose as a team, and the Dayton Flyers suffered their most disappointing loss of the season today in Philadelphia to LaSalle. We win with defense, and our defensive effort in the second half was was really atrocious. That's the best thing you can say about it. We called them 19 in the first half and 43 in the second half, and that's not acceptable for our type of defense. No, and that's how Anthony Grant put it after the game, Rex. I mean, he said that you're capable of getting beat on any given night, and uh, the differences in both halves, you know, talked about LaSalle getting their misses back. I mean, you look at the second chances, the offensive rebounds, LaSalle had 11 offensive rebounds in this game. The second chance points, they had 15 second chance points. And, you know, it comes down to defensively where you just mentioned, Rex, um, you know, yes, you can say they were shorthanded without Tamani Kamara, who did not practice yesterday, was a little banged up, as Larry put it, uh, during the game. And yes, he's one of the better defenders, Rex, but Dayton easily can win this game without Tamani Kamara. There was just, there's just absolutely no excuse to get out-rebounded by nine to this no, South. No, and even, even though they shoot a lot of long threes and things, those things happen, but as I keep on stressing, it's it's rebounding and defense and free throws. And it came back and bit us in the rear end tonight again. Uh, it's a tough situation for Deuce to have to go and make two to tie it. But, you know, he made one of the two and it puts us one down and we make a stop. But then we just can't get a good shot at the end. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, we've got to come back in 24 hours, really, and come back and play probably the most important game of the season, Tuesday night. And I had the opportunity to watch Richmond last night, and they got two of the better players in the league. And, and Gilliard, a point guard that leads the country in steals, and Gardner, their big man, and they are tough to defend. So um, not in a short time. Uh, they'll get on the plane tonight and go back and get at it tomorrow. Hopefully, Tumani can can uh, come back and play. I mean, he is. I mean, I don't want to use this as an excuse, but he's our best defender. He can guard really one through a five. And uh, we really we really missed him tonight. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Rex. And uh, Dayton's going to have their hands full against a Richmond team that, as you said, uh, beat St. Louis in a good game last night. And they're an experienced team. And Dayton's got a tough stretch, Rex. Make no mistake about it. They got two quad two games at Richmond. And then, of course, they're home against Davidson. Davidson playing 
against Fordham. Last I checked, they were winning. But Rex, this was a quad four game. Uh, LaSalle, 246 coming into this game. And then Dayton comes in. Uh, they're up 3621 uh, with about at the 1750 mark of the second half. And then LaSalle goes on that 17-0 run. And it was a uh, and it was a white knuckler all the way up to that point because just that point, Rex, that 17-0 run during that nearly seven-minute stretch where Dayton goes scoreless, that really was just the killer part of this game. Yeah, that was that was the game. No doubt about it. We uh, you know, we opened up that 15-point lead, and then I felt real comfortable. I thought, you know, we we could start getting shots we want inside, but you know, you miss one here or a turnover there, you know, or miss free throw there, and all of a sudden it gets down to ten, it gets down to eight. Then it gets, you know, then it gets competitive for the kids. And, you know, you got some young kids that haven't been in this situation in the last four or five games. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. You know, as a former player and as a former coach, you know, it's, you, you just got to get back at it tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's so necessary. And this is what Anthony's getting paid the big bucks for. He's got to get this team ready to play Tuesday night. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a gut wrencher for me. I mean, I hated to lose and, Boy, this one, this one's going to be a tough one to swallow. Yeah, this really is, Rex. Uh, but uh, you know, as you said, it's a short turnaround, and you got to get ready Tuesday night at Richmond. Of course, tip off of that is at six thirty. Pre-game coverage will start about five thirty. Just to note, no Anthony Grant show Monday because the uh, team will be traveling back, uh, traveling to Richmond. Uh, of course, it's going to be a quiet flight uh, from Philadelphia back to Dayton uh, this evening. So yeah, this uh, is not yeah, a fun a fun flight to get on and everything. So. Um, no. You know, we just hopefully, hopefully we can get Tamani back. Elijah's, you know, out for the season. It looks like the wrist injury. You know, that's been bothering him for the last really eight games. And even though they injected him, you could just tell, you know, he was not capable of doing that with his hand. So I feel bad for him. You know, he's, he's coming into could have been a senior year and and missing out on these last last six or seven games. And uh, hopefully the surgery will go successfully and we'll have you back. Maybe maybe by the end of the A10 tournament. John Tisdo, Rex Gardecki, we're taking this all the way to 5 o'clock here. It is a group therapy session of Flyer Feedback. Want to hear from you, 937-457-1290. LaSalle upsets Dayton, 62-60. to We'll have more of Flyer Feedback coming up on the other side of this break right here on the Home of Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now, Flyer fans, this is a group therapy session of Flyer feedback as Dayton loses at LaSalle 62-60. I'm John Tisdale, along with Rex Gardecki. He's uh, in for John Bedell. And Rex, (laughs) this is the ultimate group therapy session, my friend, as uh, Dayton coming off. To me, it's most uh, disappointing loss of the season. We could put all those losses they had earlier in the year, Rex. I mean, it, those things were bad, you know, one in three, but just with a lot on the line, Rex, this team yeah. was on the bubble yep. with an NC with an at-large bid, and just the way they just played in the second half, you know, Anthony Grant talked about it, tail of two halves, Dayton held LaSalle to 19 points defensively, and you mentioned this, Rex, in your opening LaSalle scored 43 points in the second half. I don't care what team you're what what team you're going against. If if another team's going to score 43 points in a half of basketball, I, there's just yeah. it's going to be very difficult to beat that team. Yeah, it's one of those situations where we just didn't have enough firepower. And 
you know, listen to Keith and Larry during the game. We were sluggish right from the beginning of the, the game. Uh, you know, the score was low, the ball wasn't going up and down the court, and it just led into the second half. But then when we got that 15-point lead, I thought, well, you know, we can stretch this out to maybe 17 or 18. But again, you, you go in those shooting droughts, and you just can't do that in major college basketball. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, LaSalle's a tough place to play. Bucky said before the game, you know, just the ghost of Tom Gola, and that's what it popped on, on us again tonight. But you know, we we didn't get much production off the bench. You know, usually Masafis comes off the bench. Uh, now with Tumani injured, so that puts more pressure on on Masafis. He's played, playing more minutes than he's played, you know, the whole season. He might have gotten a little bit tired in the end. Kobe Elvis did not have a very good game. I mean, if you look at his yeah. stats, I mean, he was really non-existent in the whole second half. I think he only got probably 16 or 17 minutes, and he's one of our better scorers. So yeah, it was it's a disappointing loss. I mean. We talked the other night on the air. You know, we're looking at we're looking at the bubble now. We don't have to worry about that. You know, the pressure's off of us there. And uh, my concern now is we've got to get one of those top four seeds so we don't have to play five days. I mean, that's essential exactly. to do that. Whether it's winning, you know, at Richmond or beating Davidson, that's that's the big thing. And I'm sure that's what the coaches are going to really preach to the kids tomorrow and everything. There's no question about that, Rex. I mean, Kobe Elvis only plays 24 minutes, was one of right. six from the field, and he had been playing so well. Yeah, and now so well. He, he had been. And obviously, you know, Deron Holmes, yes, double-double, 18 points and 12 rebounds. Kobe Brea continues to play well, had 18 points off the bench. But as you said, Rex, you had Amsiel, who had six points, 28 minutes, his first start of the season. R.J. Blakeney, five points. Mally Smith, nine points, yes, nine assists, but was 4-12 from the game. And Dayton right. shoots only 37% in the second half, 11 of 30. But you said it also, Rex, Dayton was even sluggish in the first half. They were one of eight from three-point range in the first half. Yeah, they were up 30 to 19 at the half. But as you said, but though, Rex, it, they were still sluggish. Lead, it really should have. If we, have. if we have taken care of the basketball and made some shots and uh... – you know, as a, as a coach, you look at those stats and, you know, the, they'll just beat you in the head. They're thinking, why couldn't we have done this and why couldn't we have done that? And, um, you know, we're, we're just going to have to move on. I know it's an extremely tough loss for Coach Grant and the coaching staff. And, um, you know, it's not going to be a pleasant flight home and it's not going to be a pleasant practice tomorrow. But we have to move on. It's not like football where they have a week or 10 days to get ready. You know, we have actually one day of getting ready because they'll fly out Monday night to Richmond. So um, we'll have our hands full there. As we said, they got the best point guard, I think, in the league. They got the best big man, and they run that Princeton style of offense where they back touch, and they did that to St. Louis last night. They sliced them, I think, six or seven times in the second half for backdoor layups. So, but, you know, our coaching staff is familiar with that. We've played them so many times. Coach Grant should emphasize that, in, I think, in practice. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. I'm sure for the Flyer fans, we all expect to go into LaSalle and win, but it, it was it was not a good day. No. It was not a good day indeed, Rex, as you said. And now you got to deal with Richmond and you got to deal with Davidson. And, uh, of course, you got to deal with that Princeton-style offense with the Spiders. And, look, they it gave St. Louis fits last night. But now you got to deal with that after a loss. And Archie Miller talked about this so many times, Rex, and you can allude to this as a coach. You can't let a team like LaSalle beat you twice. And no. that's exactly what the focus is going to be. Uh, for this coaching staff. 937-457-1290 is the number we want to hear from you. Tom and Dayton joined us now on Flyer Feedback. Hey, Tom, how are you? I, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, I have some comments about this game. 
Um, I thought it was a disgraceful performance, both on the part of the players and the coaching staff. And I have this sense that when you put on a flyer uniform, you pour your guts out every time you're on the floor or go home. That's my feeling. And I kind of have the same feeling with Coach Grant in this game. You can't let 17 points go unanswered without a timeout. And you can't let the the defense uh, 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 melt down the way it did and not call a timeout. I uh, I would go as far as to send a message next game against Richmond that you start Sissico, Washington, Brea, Holmes, and a walk-on. Yeah, you start uh, uh, and uh, start Wilson, and uh, you let these other guys sit back for a while because they played poorly. They had no energy. They had no focus. How many offensive rebounds went right by them? And there was no energy on their part to go get the, the basketball. They did yeah. not box out. They did not explode to the ball. And the coaching staff slept through the second half of the game. It was a disgraceful performance. And I hope, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, maybe Coach Grant should sit out a game as well. All right. Well, Tom, thanks for the call. We sure do appreciate it. But, uh, Rex, you certainly hear the frustration in a lot of Flyer fans. Um, look, I can't blame you. I can't blame you, Flyer fans, for being this upset. Uh, you know, Tom. Tom from Dayton, you mentioned the uh, the offensive rebounds. You give up eleven offensive rebounds, and Larry and Keith alluded to this during the broadcast. That led to fifteen second chance points. And look, you know, it was a tale of two halves, as Coach Grant alluded to. Rex Dayton defensively held LaSalle to nineteen points, but LaSalle scores forty three points in the second half. And yes, you give LaSalle credit for making the shots. Yes, 57%. But bottom line is is that Dayton did not answer the bell in the second half. No, no. It was a very, very disappointing defensive effort. And I understand Tom's thoughts. He's a big Flyer fan, as we all are. And uh, But, you know, we've got a lot to play for yet. And, uh, you know, this isn't like junior high or high school where you can just sub guys in and sub guys out. Sure, I'm sure the guys on the bench want to get some more minutes and everything, but we are playing for a, a, a big reward right now. Well, we're, you know, we're still right in the middle of this situation. As bad as we played today, we are still, you know, really in second and third place. So, you know, we're just going to have to buckle it up and uh, take care of the opportunities uh, in practice Monday. It's like I said, it's going to be a very, very short week, short practice. I mean, they're not going to get back to late tonight. And by the time they look at film of, on Richmond tomorrow, They'll be on the court probably for an hour, hour and a half, practice mm-hmm. early Tuesday, then get back, uh, excuse me, Monday, and get ready to go. So, yeah, I, I agree with Tom on certain things. I mean, but, you know, we've got these guys are college Division One players for a reason, and uh, they just didn't perform tonight. And the defensive efforts, as I keep on saying all season, we win with our defense, and our defense yeah. did not come through tonight. And defense, what what is it that Keith said during the game, Rex? Is that defense usually travels? Well, it did in the first half. I, it to me, it disappeared in the second half. But there there were so many reasons, Rex, that Dayton lost this game. And I, I, again, I share the sentiments that Tom just said. I can't blame them. I really cannot blame the frustration of Flyer fans because I've been reading it all across Twitter throughout the game. Four five seven twelve ninety uh is the number. Uh Larry from Piqua joins us on Flyer Feedback. Hi Larry, how are you? Larry, you there? Larry going once. Larry twice. Larry, we're moving on. All right. 
Yeah, and the frustrating thing, Rex, and, and going back to this game, is Dayton Falls at LaSalle, 62-60. to 60. We're taking your calls, 457-1290, John Tisdale, Rex Gardecki. We are in uh, for John Bedell. John Bedell, by the way, congratulations to John. He uh, recently got... Yeah, so let's congratulate John. By the way, so some good things. He got his son. He uh, got his, his second son. Birth of his second son. So uh, John going to be out for a while. So we uh, congratulate John on that one. I was texting John back and forth. Some things, unfortunately, Rex, that I can't repeat on air, unfortunately. <laughs> but this was. Hey, believe me, John. We've all said this as in the last you, thirty minutes. Yes. <laughs> but Rex, I wanted to go to your background as as a coach. You, you've, I'm sure you've had to deal with disappointing losses you, yourself as a, as a coach. We've, as a player, we've seen our favorite teams have these kind of losses. What are you telling this team to try and pick them to pick a team up after a disappointing loss like this? Well, that's you know that's that's a really really hard thing because I know the coaches are tremendously disappointed and I know the players are. You know, I don't know what happened at the end. I guess there was a little skirmish. You know, after the shot, after Kobe's shot and, you know, double technical. Of course, you know, if that shot would have been gone in, we'd all been deliriously happy and saying, you know, we've got to win, we're moving on. But we didn't really, we didn't really deserve this game. I mean, you know, we're, we played so sluggish the last 10 minutes that, you know, it was just going back and forth. And as a coach, I'm sure Coach Grant got on him and he's going to get on him, you know, tonight and probably tomorrow. And as uh, Tom said, yeah, maybe they should have called a timeout in one of those situations on those runs. You know, every coach is different when it comes to that. Um, you know, you, you work on certain things in practice. You work on a box-out drill, and that's what you, you emphasize the kid. I remember coaching at Miami's where we lost Northmont on a, on a last-second shot. And, you know, now we call it a Northmont drill because you don't want to lose on one of those shots. So, you know, 11 offensive rebounds is unacceptable. We're going to have to do a better job on the boards Tuesday night. No question about that, Rex, and and and, and I, I thought about that too. Usually, in the middle of that seventeen-zero run, where you where you sometimes where usually a coach would call a timeout, and I'm thinking, you know, as LaSalle got to that thirty-six thirty-two mark during that run, where maybe you see a timeout. And yes, I'm not going to say Dayton didn't get bad shots; they they did, but the shots sometimes don't fall. But right. Rex, in those situations, and I know coaches sometimes want to have their teams play through that adversity. You know, Phil, the Hall of Famer in the NBA, Phil Jackson, would was famous for doing that, for not calling those timeouts, letting his team, making his team learn from that adversity. And I know a lot of coaches, even in the college game, they would do that. But at the same point, though, Rex, you still have to overcome. Players, though, have to overcome that adversity, especially when you're, whether it's a 17-0 run or, you know, 15-2 run, I could go on. But you have to you have to overcome that adversity, and the Flyers did not do that today. Yeah, and I think, you know, you're looking back at the game. If you go back to the stats and try to figure out where the TV time comes out, maybe Coach Grant was thinking, well, we can weather this and get the TV time out at the, yeah. the 15 or the 12 mark, uh, but we didn't. Um, we went down and attempted a couple shots and a couple turnovers, really just just lazy turnovers, lazy passes, as Keith said and Larry said. So, you know, those are little things that will come up and, and bite you in the butt if you're not if you're not ready to win. And as I always say, winning on the road is is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Even though we probably had more fans that they than they had today, it doesn't matter. You're in a different environment. You're in a different gym. You know, a couple of those shots uh, almost hit the wire. They said tonight. So, you know, it's 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 a different environment. But we just did not come in focused and ready to play and i don't know if that's because we're shorthanded and new guys playing in different roles 
But, you know, that's what they've got to overcome. They're Division One players, and uh, some of them just didn't play like Division One players today. Yeah. Larry said it best, focused and energy. One team found it, and the other team did not. And Keith Walaskowski talked about it also at the end of the broadcast. Rex, it came down to urgency and also LaSalle's zones, given the Flyers' problems in the second half, which it certainly did. 457-1290, John Tisdo, Rhett Skardecki in this edition of Flyer Feedback as we're taking this all the way to the top of the hour. Gary in Naples, Florida. Gary, how are you? First off, what's the weather like in Naples? <laughs> About uh, 86 and very sunny. Um, but after that game, not so sunny. Um, so yeah, weather's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> my comment, and, and then a question. Comment. This is the second game this season that Grant has lost. The VCU game. Malley had four fouls. He's guarding the ball. He. They had team fouls to give. They allow a three to get to be shot. They made the bucket. Right. He gave out to allow seventeen unanswered points when your team is struggling in the first half you finally start scoring to not take a quick timeout is just killer so uh, you know I, I put this game squarely on on ag's shoulders his wide shoulders you know he lost this game so again it's the second one in my opinion he's lost this year and then my, my question for you guys kamara how hurt is he is this a hey? We're playing a two and thirteen team. Um, you know, we we can sneak you, get you some rest. I mean, there's no rest. You got to win every game. So right. it's just like yeah, to hear your I, thoughts I, on that. Thank I, you. I think Gary, Gary, if I could say, if he was capable of playing, he would have played. I mean, okay. this isn't like high school where you're holding a kid back or something like that. Um, I did not go to practice the other day, so I don't know the specifics of it. I know he is banged up. And I don't think it's because of a two and thirteen team that, you know, they were thinking, well, we can rest him for Tuesday night. There, you know, you just don't do that in college basketball. I mean, if you can go, you're going to go. And uh, Tamani is a fierce competitor, and he is, you know, he's one of the toughest kids I think we got on our team. So, you know, it's just, it's things happen. It's things that people say to me the other night. Well, now if we had Lynn Greer here and this and that, but. You know, it, it's over with. It's past. We've just got to move on. And the guys, you know, that's why that's why you practice every day. That's why you're getting reps every day. And right. and the kids that are going to have to come off the bench are going to have to come through. I mean, Zimmy's a situation that you know he wants more time. Well, you've got to show it in practice. That's what that's what practice is for. So right. you know, the old Allen Ivers theory. Well, what's practice? Well, in practice is where oh, you learn and, and get into it. So. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned about Tamani. You know, I think he's our best player, and hopefully he can come back Tuesday. Agreed. Yeah, no Thank you. Question about that. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for calling, and uh, thanks for checking in for Naples, and uh, we certainly appreciate that. Flyers suffer a, a tough one, a uh, disappointing loss, probably without a doubt their most disappointing loss of the season. They lose at LaSalle 62-60. It's John Tisdell, Rex Gardecki. The home stretch of this edition of Flyer Feedback coming up after this timeout right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, it's John Tisdale and former Flyer Rex Gardecki. 
as Dayton loses at LaSalle 62-60 on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, disappointing loss for the Flyers. Maybe Probably it is their most disappointing loss this season. Yes, they lost uh, at home to UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P to start 1-3, and three, but uh, this one certainly takes the cake. Um well, before we go, move on, as uh, we're taking with a few minutes left in this show, Rex. Congratulations to the University of Dayton women's basketball team. They beat Rhode Island sixty to forty six to clinch the Atlantic Ten regular season championship. So, big time congratulations to them. Very, very happy for uh, Shauna Green and company as uh, the Flyers uh, clinch the number one overall seed in the Atlantic Ten women's basketball championship. And uh, Rex Dayton has had a very good season uh, for the. Uh, this season for Shana the this does a season. Great job, John. She uh, and the girls play, you know, play so hard, and uh, it's well deserved. I know a few of those girls came back for their fifth and sixth year, so you know, that means a lot to the university. And uh, congratulations, Coach Shauna Green, her Flyer ladies. Yeah, absolutely, Rex. And uh, you know, like we said, very happy for Coach Green. Uh, they were really wanting to get support out there for tonight's game. Uh, very happy for uh, the Flyers as they, uh, as the UD women win. They will now move on to the uh, next uh, to the A10 Women's Tournament. But uh, for this one now, Rex, it's about moving on uh, after this loss, sixty-two to sixty. So take us through what the Flyers are going to have to do to uh, bounce back and get ready for uh, Richmond on uh, on Tuesday night. Well, if you're a competitor like. I'm sure 95 or 100 percent of those players are. This is this is gut wrenching. I mean, you know, these are nights you don't sleep well, you don't eat well, you really don't want to talk. But you know, we don't have much time, and um, I, I I hope, and I you know, I, I'm sure they will. I'm sure the coaching staff will instill in them that you know, we've got to correct these mistakes that we've made. We've got to do a better job on the boards. We got to take care of the ball better, and we got to play better defense. And if we do those things, I think we're going to be fine. Richmond. It's an excellent basketball team. I mean, I am really impressed, you know, the way they play. You know, as I said earlier, they have, I think, the best point guard in the A-10 and the best big man in Gardner, and they've got two other fourth- and fifth-year kids. So, you know, going on the road, that'll be a, a crazy place to play. Richmond draws a lot of people. You know, it's going to be a atmosphere that, you know, we haven't seen really probably in a long time. So, yeah. And it's just, it's a, you know, it's a gut wrenching loss, but we we've got to move on, and uh, we don't have a lot of time to think about it. No, we don't. So uh, the Flyers uh, will play Richmond Tuesday night. Other scores, real quickly, in Rhode Island, knocking off Duke came this afternoon 70 to 54 Davidson taking care of business against Fordham 66 45 VCU leading UMass 17 to seven. That game. It was in the first half. St. Joseph's and St. Bonaventure later today. And it'll be GW at George Mason tomorrow afternoon. That's going to take care of this edition of Flyer Feedback. Our next broadcast will be Tuesday night when the Dayton Flyers play at the Richmond Spiders. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.30. Tip-off is at 6.30. Larry Hanskin will have the call with Keith Wallaskowski. Tip-off uh, pregame coverage again starts at 5.30 right here on the home of the Flyers, 1290-957 WHIO. For former Flyer Rex Gardecki, I'm John Tisdale reminding you once again, the final score, let's two, Dayton 60. Thanks for listening to Flyer Feedback on the home of the Flyers. And 1290 957 WHIO.